Greetings, rare ones. My name is Joanne, and I started the Rare Birds podcast because I wanted to hear from people like myself who come from emerging markets or the developing world, as we're called, who are entrepreneurial, resourceful, passionate, and energized to take their vision from idea to startup. Each week, you will hear me interview founders and teams from across emerging markets who are in the early stages of building their businesses. From time to time, you will also hear me speak with established ecosystem builders, mentors, investors, and business professionals who share knowledge based on their years of experience. This podcast is for anyone who is interested in hearing from the next wave of change makers across emerging markets, building in various industries from agro to tech to health, beauty, and all in between. This podcast is also for those who have ideas, but they're not entirely sure how to make them a reality. They're looking for inspiration and encouragement. We call ourselves Rare Ones. And if this sounds like you, then welcome to the family. Sit back, relax, and listen in to our always so good conversation. Bye for now. Greetings, Rare Ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds Podcast, and I'm your host, Joanne, and we are back with another episode, and today we are joined by Harshita, and Harshita is joining us from India. Welcome, Harshita, to the podcast. Hello, everyone. How's it going? (laughs) I'm doing really (laughs) well. Where where in India are you, Harshita? So I'm based in uh, Calcutta. Now okay. known as Kolkata from yeah. India. It's it's in the eastern region of India. Right. And it was the British capital of India during the British Raj. Ah yes, yes. We I think we Kolkata is very, very popular internationally, yeah. right? In India. Awesome. Yes, yes. So Harshita, tell us a little bit about who you are before we jump into your business yes. and the topic yeah. of the day. Yeah. So Introducing myself, Harshita Goenka from India, Calcutta, and uh, I am married, recently married. Congratulations! Are you a newlywed? How how many months married? It's it. I just completed my one year in July. Ah, congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you so much. Thank (laughs) you so much. And uh, I have my own uh, designing and social media marketing company by the name of Graphics Q. And that's what I engage myself in during the day. And yeah, that's about me. Right. So what did you study in university? Uh, so in university, I did my MSc in finance from Lancaster University, UK. Mm. And then after coming back, I decided to shift my entire focus from finance to graphic designing, which is now my passion. Wow. So how did that come about, Harshita, that shift? Uh, it's, it's actually quite an interesting story. You know, uh, it was just happening by chance. I was working with my dad and uh, I wanted to explore my horizons. I said, why not try one of the graphic designing softwares? And mm. while I was learning my softwares, I got an opportunity to intern at a friend's uh, already working company. He asked me if I would be interested. So I said, OK, I would love to do it part time, you know, since I'm learning and I could uh, invest a few hours in it. And once I started working, Joanne, I realized that this is what I love. I enjoyed myself immensely, helping them out, making those designs, getting client feedback, the colors, the everything. So yeah, then I worked with him for another six months and then I 
goodbye to him and I said, okay, now I want to do something on my own. <laughs> you, bid, you bid farewell to your father. You said, bye, dad. See you. Yes, I bid farewell to my father. I bid farewell to my friend. I said, I don't want to work for anymore. I want to work for myself now. Wow. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. So that, that, that's been my, you know, childhood dream to be the CEO. I don't want to be the employee who works in a huge IT company. I want to be the CEO. Right. Okay. I love that declaration. I want to be the CEO. Wow, Harshita. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. So what is it about graphic design that you, that you like so much? Why do you think you found your passion in graphic design? Um, Joanne, honestly speaking in today's world with digital marketing booming with every single day, a graphic designer is someone which everybody needs. Okay. In every field, you will see that a person needs a graphic designer, be mm. it from logo designing to designing your creative for social media. Everyone wants a graphic designer and you have so much to play with it. So much to learn every single day. I'm looking at tutorials. I'm reading books, which helps me exp expand my knowledge about it. Uh, the the colors, getting the client feedback, you know, this the, we can do this, brainstorming with my co-workers. It all just gives me immense joy that, you know, this I enjoy it. Instead of just thinking of it as work, for me, it is like enjoying. I, do, I don't feel like it's work. That's great. I hear the passion in your voice. It's nice to hear, always hear people speak about what they love doing. I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So what do, yeah. what do you do? What kind of uh, services specifically do you provide for your clients? Sorry? What uh, services specifically do you provide for your clients? Uh, I, uh, so to my clients, I provide graphic designing services, which includes anything from logo designing to your birthday party invites to your wedding invites. Mm. And for uh, social media marketing, I handle your Facebook, Instagram page and take care of everything possible in there. Mm. And is that, there a, the my service. right? Is there a specific industry that you focus uh, on or in? I like I like to uh, work with more the more of the creative industries instead of the corporate ones. You know, maybe like uh, people dealing in kids' products or uh, with fashion industry. You know, somewhere where creativity more of creativity is involved instead of just having straightforward corporate work. That this brochure we have to make today. This is the color scheme you have to go with it. I don't enjoy doing that. Something which involves uh, me showing my creative side, me doing the research work. Okay, I can do this, pitching the idea to the clients and doing that so i enjoy working with the creative industry more and that's where i like to focus as well fantastic and do you see yourself uh branching into to other design other areas of design or do you think graphic design is is it it's where you're going to no, stay no 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 definitely i would like to uh, i i am branching out in fact uh, recently i took animation classes as well to expand mm. my uh, list of services. So uh, I'm still in the learning stage, but yeah, I'm doing animated video as, videos as well. That's, uh, that's getting added to my portfolio. Fantastic. So Harshita, you want to share with us today uh, the topic of being independent and how that sort of develops your life and your identity. So yes. why is being independent important to you? 
Joanne, in India, so we we live a very sheltered life, especially the class of people that I belong to. We we are uh, from our childhood. We are sheltered by mm. our parents in every aspect. And um, mm. it, it's not gender biased or anything. It is just that how our parents are. My brother and me, we were both treated equally and we were both quite sheltered with, with respect to everything. We were given freedom, but it in a, in a sheltered way. It was never like, you know, uh, you can do anything and ev- you could do anything and everything, but our parents would have to know about it. We would We are still living with our parents. Everything goes according to them. Mm. So when you say when you important. say when you say class of people, what are you referring to exactly? Because that that could mean different things. Like, can you put that in context yes. for us? Yes. So, uh, so I'm basically talking about the people of uh, like the general Indian mindset or uh, who belong to the uh, Marathi society, the religion, and all that we follow. Okay. According okay. to that, I'm talking. Yeah. Oh, I see. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, so you know, uh, finding independent after being so sheltered, uh, a lot of people I see, and you know, people lose out the confidence to make their own decisions. They are independent, but they don't know how to, you know, uh, do. They don't know what to do with their lives and how to go about it. They are just following the norms of the society, uh, getting up and uh, doing their university, getting a job, getting married, having kids, and maybe continuing with the job or anything it's it's all going according to the society but the where are we school. making our own decisions mm, yeah 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 so that is the most important thing to me like my independence i not not cutting myself off from the society but being able to make my own decisions that is the most important thing to me but how how were you able to do that considering that that framework that you just described. How how are you able to challenge the the framework that you grew up in without? No, you don't need to. Uh, you don't have to fight against everything. You just mm-hmm. stand up for yourself. You just, mm. in a very simple way, stand up for yourself and convince everybody around you that you are capable of doing this and what you're doing is correct by proving yourself. Every time it is, whenever, you know, with respect to anything, if we say that, you know, I come from this background and I was not allowed to do this and then I ultimately did this. So people assume that they had a fight with Mm. uh, with the society or with their parents or with their family. But Mm -hmm. I never had to do that. I convinced them that I am capable of doing it. I am capable of being independent. You protect me, but don't shelter me. Right. Is there sort of, do you think there's a, a, a series of actions or there's a, a level of behavior that you have to exhibit so that the, your parents and the people who are essentially trying to protect you um, can see that, okay, she's mature, you know, she she can handle this. Do you think there's things that you, you must exhibit in order to gain that trust? Yes, of course. Of course. Mm. If you, if you uh, do not exude confidence, if you do not show people that you are capable of doing it, if you do not uh, show them with your decisions from time to time that this is the right thing that you're doing, then how will they be convinced? With respect to work also, if today I'm going to a client, I have to convince them to uh, get me on board, right? Mm-hmm. That what yeah. work I'm doing is good enough for you. So in the same way, why not convince other people that you are capable of in, enough of doing it instead of just fighting and being rebellious? Yeah, I think uh, from my experience, if, uh, if an individual grows up in a very uh, sheltered, protected environment, um, 
you either find that again from my experience you either find that the 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 individual either rebels completely like they go through a completely rebellious stage in their lives i mean eventually they come back you know when they're ready but there's a rebellious stage or they just kind of accept okay this is the way it is uh this is the status quo this is what i have to do and i'm just going to toe the line but you don't find like I've never experienced so much of what you're saying, which is, you know, you don't have to fight. You don't have to challenge. You don't have to be so extreme. Just stand up yeah. for yourself and, and show the people yeah. around you that you're capable. So I think that's a, that's a yeah. different perspective. <laughs> but you understand what I mean? It's usually one way or the other, you know? Yes. Yes, that, that's what I'm trying to talk about. Instead of going uh, to the either extreme, just walk the middle ground and establish yourself. Show people that you are capable enough to do something and uh, prove yourself correct all the time yeah you know there's because, a mm, go ahead sorry harshita go ahead you know, i was about just about to say uh, joanne that actions always speak louder than words you know i can always make promises with my words but with my actions i can show that i can keep my promises yeah for sure so for you when was the first time you think you were able to exhibit this independence was it when you said you studies in, in lancaster in the uk right yes. so was it when you yes. moved away Yes, correct. Yeah. You got it correct. Yeah, Absolutely I figured. Correct. It was a tough decision. It was some very uh, standing up, uh, strong standing up for myself that yes, oh, wow. I can do it. Um, mm. That was the time when I actually proved yes, I can be independent and I can do things on my own. Yeah. Did your parents, I guess you applied to university. Uh, were your parents surprised when you said, okay, I'm going, I've got accepted, I'm going? Well, no, it, it, was all, it was all discussed. Nothing oh, wow. was ever hidden from them. Right, Nothing was right. ever hidden. They were all a part of it. In fact, everything was done with their support. But obviously I had to convince them that I am capable enough and mature enough to be able to uh, go there and survive on my own and do things on my own. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I lived in the UK for quite some time as well. And yeah. it's obviously very different to, <laughs> to India, right? So yeah, what was yeah. that like? What was that like for you when you first got there? I mean, growing up in India, you're constantly surrounded by community and support and friends. And, you know, you, you have your parents to lean on. In the UK, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit yeah. different. So how, how did you manage that? So you make friends, Joanne. It's not like you don't make friends. You make friends from all over the world. I think yeah. that's one of the best parts of moving out of yeah. your home country because you get to meet people from so many different cultures. You get to learn so many things from other people, how they live, what is their thought process. It, it, if you're living, you know, like when you're in your home country, you're just surrounded, like, uh, surrounded by like-minded people. Mm -hmm. But once you go out of your country, you, uh, you know, expand everything, your thought processes, you uh, expand, you get to know how people react in different situations in different countries, to, uh, you know. So, yeah, definitely. You, yeah. you do survive, you have to be alone. Of course, it, it is lonely at times, I wouldn't deny it. But yeah. you make friends, you learn to, you know, you learn to do things on your own. You learn, you become comfortable with be, uh, being on your own, actually, honestly speaking. Yes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think you become comfortable, you know, not just with being on your own, but with being who you are. You get to know yes. yourself. You get to develop a relationship with yourself. And I think getting to know yourself is perhaps, uh, if not the most important, one of the most important steps to, to being independent. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you find that you can either be resistant to that or you can embrace it as a part of change. Yes, you and see, change is the only constant. So it's better off always to embrace the change. Yeah, I think it's it's easier as well because if you resist it, you're only going to frustrate yourself because other people aren't going to change. <laughs> you know? <laughs> of course. Of course, you know, you, uh, you can change yourself, but you cannot change the world. And if you want to change the world first, show yourself uh, that you can change. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how long were you in the UK for? Was it just, was it a one year master's program? Yeah, it was just a one year master's program. But uh, I think that one year was worth quite a bit to me. It was one of the best years of my life. Wow. Okay. So tell us more. What made that year so exciting? Um, of course, from, you know, apart from the academics, um, I, I would like to talk about it. Like, uh, I think the best part was making friends from, you know, meeting people from different parts of the world, mm -hmm. from China to England, to Greece, to, you know, Korea, anywhere in the world, you could meet people. And it was, it was so good. It was like, you know, you get to know about other cultures what how they live what are their uh, thoughts about it so we had like we uh, we had uh, separate rooms but we had a common kitchen so that mm. common kitchen was a time when people would actually interact with each other you get to uh, try other people's cuisines and you know it's it's very sweet and sensitive also uh, there was an incident when uh, there was a chinese flatmate i had who knew um, uh, i do not indulge in eggs or any kind of meat mm. so when she was baking a bread for herself she baked an eggless one just for me Mm, that's thoughtful that's very thoughtful that is very so that is one incident that you know that really touched me that you know people are sensitive everywhere yeah we, we just Human. need to embrace it and be welcoming ourselves to understand other people language is no barrier i believe i believe was it hard for you when you returned to india that after being in england like that first maybe the first year or so to readjust because you kind of get used to being away right yeah of course but it was not hard i would not say it was hard it was like i i was trying to implement what i learned there over here which i soon i had to realize that you know it is not that easy that uh, if if i have learned something that does not mean that other people here also know about it so i should maybe try to slip in uh, little things from time to time instead of trying to implement everything altogether so uh, it was a, I had to understand it's a gradual process. The good, the good parts I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And what are your thoughts on confidence around becoming confident and how that's connected to independence? Definitely. So before I went to uni, I was very shy. 
I would have never done this interview with you. I'm so happy you're doing it. (laughs) Yes, I would have never done this interview. In fact, I would have never done my other interviews with Vejanti, your friend. Mm. Uh, But uh, going out gave me that confidence which I required. I, you know, always the talent is uh, talent is not the only thing that will uh, take you forward in life. You need to have the confidence to exhibit those talents and my one year of university gave me that the confidence which I needed to express my talents otherwise you imagine shifting my entire focus from finance to graphic designing it's two contrasting subjects that's what I was just gonna say I mean it takes it takes a level of of self-belief to decide okay yeah I studied finance but I'm going to completely switch to something else that is completely unrelated yeah exactly exactly so that you that you know university meeting other people that gave me the confidence that you know you can do anything in life if you have made up uh, made, made up your mind have you experienced any pushback because of this level of independence that you have now from people pushback around as in? pushback as in okay let me ref- let me let me uh, rephrase the question have you experienced people who don't like the fact that you're independent? Uh, Joanne, thankfully, I have been really lucky with respect mm. uh, to myself. Everyone mm. around me is quite supportive. Till mm. date, I've never felt that uh, anyone, my parents or my in-laws or uh, my friends or my extended family, anybody is trying to pull me down. So right. I've been really lucky. But uh, if you would uh, say in general, talk in general, yes, I have seen a lot of people who are being pulled back from their uh, from their capabilities living in the society because of the society. Yeah, because I think sometimes um, being independent, I think as a female, as a woman, it can be a blessing or it can be a curse, depending on how it's yeah. perceived. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, because sometimes the environment is not always accepting of that that level of independence coming from a female. So it may be, it may be hard. And that's why I said, you know, you might experience some pushback, like people who are saying, "Mm, you shouldn't do that, or you can't do that, or why are you doing that? You know, that kind of thing. And that can be, it can be very difficult to navigate that. That requires a whole other level of confidence. Yeah. I completely understand what you're saying, Joanne, but luckily I have not uh, faced that. And yeah. Joanne, I would, uh, would like to add to this, you know, th- there are lots of kinds of people in the world, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you want to achieve something, you have to be, you know, you have to uh, take a stand. You have to be strong enough to say that, no, I don't care what you're saying. If I'm right, I'm right. But that does not mean that you disrespect people around you. Yeah. It's a delicate balance though, you know, like, Yes. Uh, being yes. able to, to assert yourself without disrespecting others. I, it's very, it's, it's very, you have to be very delicate. That's a thin line. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's a very thin line. You have to uh, balance yourself out. You have to take care of other people's wishes also, because you are living in a society. You cannot isolate yourself and you cannot go back to an Island and be like, I'm going to live here. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> but maybe, maybe if you're very rich, you can buy your own island, right? If you're like a multimillionaire. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll be able to achieve that. <laughs> but that wouldn't be any fun anyway. Living on your own, that wouldn't be any fun. But yeah. That, 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 that would be a holiday island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, this... <laughs> 
this is all very interesting. So how does how do you um, channel this into your business? Because I think start like you said, you know, you were working for your dad, and you were just like, Dad, you know, I found my thing. I'm gonna venture off into into my own thing and and do my own thing. How do you how do you channel this? Like for example, when you're dealing with your clients, you know, you you have to have a level of confidence and be able to assert yourself, especially when you're giving them advice and maybe they're not always, you know, uh, receive your advice well. So how, how do you balance that as well? So, uh, Joanne, you know, when you are giving advice to someone, if you back it up with facts and mm. examples, people are uh, much more uh, open to receiving it instead of uh, just saying that, you know, I think you should do this. Instead of if I rephrase it and say, you know, this, this was done in the past, this was the result of uh, this uh, experiment. And I think we should implement in our work, people are more open and uh, want to try that idea. Instead, when I say that, you know, I think uh, this would work good. Yeah. So that is my way of uh, convincing and being confident in front of the client and telling them that why my advice you should follow, why, why they should follow my advice. Yeah. Do you find it harder to, to navigate that also because you're younger? Because sometimes if you're a younger person, it might be hard for people to respect what you're saying. Or is that something definitely. you've not experienced? Definitely, Joanne. Definitely. I have experienced this a couple of times where I've gone for the first meeting and they've probably not expected, you know, such a young person. And with my uh, stature also, I look quite uh, younger to I actually am. Yeah, you do look so, very young. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. uh, th that has been a setback. So that is why I need to, you know, I'm always ready for that because I know that this is what people perceive when they see me. Mm. So I have to be extra prepared in my uh, research work when I go to meet the client that I, I should know what they want before they tell me what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you back it up with facts, right? Back it up with facts. Right. Yeah. Something that I um, have been thinking about, or not now, but I, I, I think about it often, is that your identity changes with different stages in your life. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. So like when you're, you know, when you're a teenager, you, you have that identity, you're in your 20s, maybe you get married, maybe you have children, maybe you don't get married and have children, you're in your 30s, you have a career, you know, it, it depends on the woman or the man and what they're doing. But those yes. experiences shape you and that really your identity is it's like fluid. It's not one thing, is it? Yes, of course, definitely not. I mean, I got married, like, like I said, one year back, it came with some challenges, of course, it, it, it cannot be oh, it, it, everything is not a bed of roses, right? Mm. So it came with its own set of challenges. But I was able to navigate uh, through it and uh, stand my ground. And now I'm in a happy place. Maybe with the first couple of months, the initial months were a little tough. I was a little lost as to how to go about things. What should I tell them? What should I not do? Yeah. But uh, I was able to overcome those challenges. Mm -hmm. And uh, here I am right now. Yeah. You have to. Every time you you go, enter a new stage of your life, you will have an identity uh, thing. People will start perceiving you with uh, perceiving you as someone else. But you have to show to them that no, you are the same old person. Maybe with uh, some growth, mm. but you the you are what you were. Yeah. That is the most important thing. And then you know, there's 
there's an issue of identity crisis. <laughs> yes, of course there no, is. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, we can't discuss identity without talking about the identity crisis. Because I think yes, you yes. sometimes, the, you know, you can lose yourself because you you go through your life and at some point you get busy and you're in auto, you're just going going you're in automation and you forget who you are that happens a lot and yes, of course of course yeah and you start to experience you know conflict with who you are or who you were and who you want to be and that can be a great source of of stress and just agony i think yes of course people have gone into depression because of all of this but you know uh, you that is why I always try to take out time for myself. Yeah. I enjoy reading. I try to do that for myself, to hold on to myself, to keep myself sane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Spending some, <laughs> some time for yourself is one of the most important things that you should do during a day, no matter how hectic you are, taking out just five minutes for yourself. Yeah, time alone. Just five minutes also for yourself that five minutes could uh, could just be you know putting on uh, cream on your face or just uh, maybe say reading or doing whatever you enjoy it does not need to be a lot of people suggest journaling like you know uh, I was also suggested at one point of time you should start journaling mm. but I, I did not enjoy it so that was more of a task to me that was not some time that I was spending for myself so I realized no this is not for me I yeah. if I want and time for myself and with myself I need to do something that I enjoy yeah and that can be anything right it doesn't have to be, be the things that people are saying you should do like journaling no, for no definitely not definitely not you should do whatever you enjoy like I, I have I like cleaning a lot so when you know when I am I'm frustrated I'm stressed out <laughs> you clean the house <laughs> I start cleaning my room I start rearranging everything I know a lot of people so like that, that. <laughs> yes that gives me that gives me a lot of satisfaction and i'm rejuvenated and i sense want to of work order there. and a sense of, yeah, order. sense of order yes organization mm -hmm. yeah definitely i know for me like when the seasons change i change everything in my flat like i have to, yeah. well i have to change the clothes obviously because like you know winter is coming you have to take out your winter clothes but i tend to change yeah. things in the flat as well like yes. furniture yes. colors i don't know change Yes, yes, that that uh, that change helps you. You know, like I said in the beginning, change is the only constant. So if you embrace it, you will be happier. Yeah, absolutely. So what sort of, um, based on your experience and like you've outlined sort of your background and where you come from and and where you are now, if you had to to speak to a younger woman who is at that stage in her life where she's trying to exert her independence, what would you say to her? Trying to exhort her independence, yeah. I would only say that stand up for yourself, but in at the same time, do not respect anybody, be it your parents or any other person of the society. Mm -hmm. You have to stand up for yourself, research, understand what other people who have gone through, uh, who are, uh, you know, what you are going through have gone through the same thing, mm -hmm. research on it, and then based on facts, talk to other people and explain and convince them what they want to do instead of just being rebellious and saying that, no, I'm going to do this. You do whatever you want to do. My way or highway does not work all the time. Mm. Do you have Even men? If works, mm -hmm. Even if it works, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if it works, it will be very short-lived. If you want a long-term solution, it's always better to convince people of what you want to do. 
And do you have mentors or coaches or, or people that, that you turn to when you have problems or questions that guide you, particularly yeah, in business? Yeah, so with respect, if I have any uh, financial problems for my business, I turn to my dad. For mm. any creative help, I turn to my mom. For <laughs> any other kind of advice, I turn to my husband. So everyone plays a very different role in my life. Or Everyone is a coach. You, you can learn anything and everything from everybody. All right. So, so it is not, uh, you know, like restricted. Oh, this person I have appointed as my mentor. So whenever I have a problem, I should go to this person. No, it should right. never be like that. Right. For example, I, I go I go for advice uh, to Vaishanti a lot. Mm-hmm. She is doing so well for herself. So when you know... Yeah. When our mutual friend. Up, I, <laughs> yes, our mutual friend. So yeah. I like to go to her for advice. You know, Vaishanti, I'm stuck over here. What should I do? Yeah. So, you know, everyone has a different role and everyone can give you advice to their best abilities uh, in different fields. Yeah, 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 yeah. I find mentoring really... Um, important but beyond mentoring just having lots of different kinds of friends that you respect and they respect you and you can bounce ideas off of them and you can just have conversations with them and tell them how you feel about something and they give you feedback and having those different perspectives is really helpful at least i find for me yeah yes definitely so i have a set of school friends whom i rely on completely whenever i'm stuck yeah, for sure. So where do you see yourself, your business in the next few years? Do you have, do you, are you someone that makes plans for your, your life or are you just kind of going with the flow and seeing where it takes you? No, so I do have, uh, I do have plans, but uh, you know, it's not always that your plans work. So yeah, <laughs> that's you true. have to go with the flow as well, instead of adhering that, no, this is my plan. I have to execute it uh, by hook or by crook. I do not believe in that. No, yeah. I do believe in having goals and plans that I want to, by the end of uh, five years, I want to be here. Uh, but it's not necessary all the time that you achieve it. So yes, of course, I do have plans for the next five years and I want to be as, uh, you know, at the top. I want to be fulfill my goal of being a CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think you're going to get there, Harshita. I don't think you have any problems with that. <laughs> I, I really hope so. Thank you so much, Joanna. Yeah, you. and you're going to have maybe have a team of people working uh, yes, that course, you work with you to, to bring your vision to life and maybe yes. branching out. I mean, India is such a big country, right? So there's opportunities. <laughs> beyond yes Kolkata. of course i am open to branching out to, into different sectors i do not want to just uh, you know maybe uh, stick to graphic design and social media marketing maybe i if i get enough uh, knowledge about other sectors i would definitely love to branch out my services absolutely so at the end of each podcast conversation we like mm-hmm. to know from our guests what lessons have you learned that you'd like to share with us Uh, It could be from anything. It could be from your life lessons. It could be entrepreneurial lessons, just anything. Just, just sort of so that we can learn from your experiences. So, um, I, one lesson that I learned. So when I started out working, I was quite trusting of people. Mm. Mm. Uh, I would uh, say that you should trust people, but, uh, but in a limited way. Mm. keep your eyes open for all kinds of uh, adversities that could happen to you instead of seeing uh, thinking that everything will be according to your plans 
that is one lesson that i learned quite early and i'm quite happy for that that i learned it early instead of yes trust has to be earned you know trust has to be earned i mean you want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt but you should allow people to to show you with their actions like you said earlier actions speak louder than words so if someone is saying one thing but their actions uh display something else then you know hmm, maybe i can't trust this person yes and 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 for that i think your instinct plays a very uh, huge role yeah go with your instinct go with yeah. your instinct mm. instincts are usually correct mm. and are there any other lessons or is that that the, that's the the most important lesson you'd like to share i think that was the most powerful lesson that i learned and i'm so grateful that i learned it very early uh, in my uh, career instead yes. of you know uh, having a setback uh, much later but yeah. Uh, yeah i think that is one of the most important lessons that i would, you know that is a lesson which is not just related to your work it is generally related to life as well i feel yeah you know and it's always leave room for disappointment because yes. people are only human and they're going to disappoint yes. you we all do so never put someone on a pedestal always give people space to be human because they're going to disappoint exactly, you exactly exactly and and have the highest expectations from yourself absolutely absolutely instead of having expect- expectations from people surrounding you have the highest expectations from yourself and i think that will keep you the happiest instead of expecting from other people yeah and trust yourself because if you don't trust yourself no one's going to trust you and then you can't trust no other people trust you. yes of course of course and you will not be able to trust anybody else uh, else also if you don't trust yourself yeah there's this great um i don't know if you've heard of brene brown she's a Amer- she's an american author and she has this great ted talk where she talks about trust and it's really really interesting i'll cur- encourage you to to check it out i can send it to you afterwards and even those listening in if they haven't heard it it's amazing it really helps you to think about trust in a completely different way not sort of okay how do i trust other people but how do i trust myself and one of one of the more salient points from from the talk was um don't trust people who say i love you but don't love themselves and i thought wow yeah. you know yeah, like I, all those yeah all exactly it has you think it had me thinking about trust mm-hmm. in a completely different way because normally when we think of trust it's sort of like okay i can i can i can i give to you what is valuable to me you know can i share that with you can i give of that to to you but she completely changed it and she was like no no no, no. it's more about yourself so that was really interesting Yeah. Exactly. No, no. I uh, I would definitely uh, go back and listen to those. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's it's awesome. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. So, trust is I guess more of a a, a self job than 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 from somebody else. I guess, you know, I'm learning much of life is a, is about the, ourselves, yes. the inner work we have to do, yes. right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and less definitely. about and less about other people. Yes. Brilliant. Well, Harshita it was so nice to have you on the podcast. Uh thank you so well, much Joanne well, it was welcome. lovely yeah. talking to you. Yes. Yeah, welcome to the Rare Birds family. We hope you can come back on the podcast again another time when um 
your business has progressed and things yeah. have moved on because things always progress or evolve and and change yes, so it'd be nice yes. it'd be nice to, to to have you on all right thank you so much and i look forward to it and i hope the very best to you as well thank you so much yes yes so all right that's it for Harshita. I hope you learned some new things today. I know that I did. Harshita, where can we find you? Are you in social media? Like you have a website yes. or anything? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. I can, uh, I'll share my links with you. Okay, okay. So you'll share your information with us and we'll put it in the show notes. What about Twitter? Do you tweet? Uh, I am there on Twitter, but I'm not really active. I can oh, okay, okay. share my Twitter handle as well. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and I know you're on LinkedIn, so we'll definitely yes, put your, your yes. LinkedIn. And people can reach out to you if they're interested in working with you or getting services from you. You're open to having global clients, right? So you're not just limited I do. I, in fact, I do have global clients. I have a client who's sitting in Kenya. I had a client who was sitting in Singapore. So yeah, definitely I'm open to having global clients fantastic all right well thank you so much and until next time everyone bye for now bye bye thank you joanne see you soon bye bye Hey there, Rare Ones. I hope you enjoyed listening into this week's conversation. The Rare Birds podcast is available for listen across all major platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, and several more. Please share our conversations with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can do so by opting in on our homepage of our website, www.rarebirdshq.com. The weekly newsletter provides analysis and data around the topics explored in our weekly conversations. Lastly, I would love your feedback and spend way too much time on Twitter. My handle is included in the notes section of each episode. Tweet me your thoughts, ideas, opinions, and feedback because I'm always looking for ways to improve my craft. If you absolutely love what you heard, then rate us on your favorite podcast platform. See you next week for more conversation. Bye for now.